the magic, the music, the holiday episode for Eternal Dirtles? Next on Eternal Dirtles. Shout out to all of our Patreon supporters out there. Thank you to the Dirtle Maniacs. If you want to be a Dirtle Maniac, go to patreon.com slash eternaldirtles and help support the channel. It keeps things going. It keeps things updated. Thanks so much for watching. On with the show. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Phil Blackman. Phil, how's it going, man? Zach, I honestly don't remember what we did last year, but it seems to be a holiday tradition MTG Remy, welcome back to the cast. Hell yeah, yeah. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, officially, it is officially a tradition now. I feel like, yeah, you I, I feel like if times. you do it three years in a row, yes. yeah, it, it becomes a Christmas tradition. Perfect, perfect. Yes. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, this is great. Uh, yeah, we, so, uh, you know, you've been busy, obviously, uh, all year long. <laughs> you've been busy. <laughs> making <laughs> making been toys and stuff. Uh, no, uh, you know, you, you've uh, your channel's been been working. Our channel's been working as well. Uh, and and I like to just take this moment to to jump out and uh, and like appreciate some of our our friend creators that we we hang out with on, on sort of the regular. Like uh, Remy, Remy and I are constantly uh, tw uh, tweeting, tweeting, texting back and forth about like uh, show stuff. And uh, you know, he's he's one of the people who's really helped us. Uh, you know, it, it sort of in the background grow the channel. So I wanted to one give you a shout out for that. And two, well, just I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of the show, so it's always fun to be to be on and talk magic, and uh, especially uh, Eternal. Eternal, I, I look at from afar because I feel like I feel like I'm old school. You know, like I uh, started playing in uh, 1994, and then you know fell out of it, like so many people did. But uh, uh, but I, I, like at the same time, I don't have a legacy deck. I, we were ta we were texting about this uh, before. We were talking about uh, the Chicago and any events that you guys might be playing in Chicago. I, I, like I had uh, a legacy deck at one point, and uh, I, I it was terrible. Uh, but I, I took it apart because as so often happens with legacy, like some of the cards got to be ridiculously expensive. I was like, Oh, Remy, that's my whole, I, I've, I've been playing legacy nonstop and that's my whole experience from the jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a deck. It's terrible. I take it apart. Yeah. Are you, pl are you playing miracles? <laughs> yeah. Some of the, uh, can you, I'm sorry if this is going to just throw the show, no, for a no, loop here, but, but now that we're talking about legacy, can you show up with a pile and because modern, I feel like you can just show up with a pile and you can have fun. You can compete. You won't necessarily do spectacularly well. Uh, is that the case with Legacy or no? So I'm gonna let you have this one. I would say you could show up with a pile if the pile has an I win button in it, because not every deck is set to beat I win buttons. Randomly, and okay. that actually that actually happens in challenges sometimes on on Moto. So I want to say it was like last month. Maybe it was a little bit more recent than that. But there was a Thassa's Oracle. Uh, what's the blue enchantment? The four mana blue enchantment where you can exile your library. That would be Thoughtlash. Thoughtlash. So there was it was a mono blue Thassa's Oracle Thoughtlash deck, and Thoughtlash, you know, it's one of the old cards that doesn't make any sense, and it just has zero activated ability. <laughs> exile a card from your, exile the top card of your library, prevent the next damage that would be dealt to you. So you just put that into play, exile your library, cast Thassa's Oracle, and win the game. And by any other standard in Legacy, that's a pile. But the fact that it has an I win button that sort of just hoses a bunch of stuff incidentally, uh, it can it can get by. Whereas I feel like in Modern, it's kind of just like. I mean, my recent experience in modern is just like you sort of 
play stuff and that stuff gets you more stuff. And then you use that stuff to have more stuff than your opponent. And then if you have more stuff, then you're like, oh, look at this stuff that I have. And then your opponent's like, you got more stuff than I got stuff. I guess you win. <laughs> right? Am I, am, I, am I off there? Maybe I'm a little off. Well, I haven't played it in just, a while, but I, that, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you just put Amulet and then cast a Titan on turn you know, <laughs> one and a half or whatever you do these days. Titan does get you stuff. One and a half. Titan does get you a lot of stuff. That is true. It begets a lot of stuff. That's why they won't let you play it in EDH. They're like, too much stuff. We're not. We're, the board say it's already complicated enough. We've got four people playing. You can't have more lands. Remy, you, you may not have a legacy deck yet, but considering that you started in 94, something that you can't, a, a format that you can just show up with a pile and do well in is pre-modern, my guy. Pre, so pre-modern is just everything before modern? Yeah, it's like, it's fourth edition to Scourge. So there's no, okay. there's no power, there's no power, there's no like, there's none of like the degenerate stuff that happens in vintage, except for Oath of Druids, but the most powerful thing you can get in with an Oath of Druids is a 4-4 that gains you life. Yeah, see, that's manageable. I feel like that's manageable. manageable. <laughs> uh, one other thing I want to try <laughs> is, uh, is old school. Like the, I love old school. Yeah, yeah I, because I, 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 then I feel like I am close to a deck for Um I don't have the the dual lands anymore because I sold them at the peak, you know, $40. Uh, but, um, man, every, every, every story, I can't remember what I was looking up the other day. Uh, every card I've ever sold was, like, way too early. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, depressing. Same. Uh, <laughs> I had I, – actually, this one I might still have. Uh, do you remember a card called Raging River? Yes, of course. It's, like, 200-some dollars now. Raging River is no. I, I think Raging River is. Uh, I, believe it. Thinking, I believe it. Uh, or maybe I'm thinking of False Orders. It's one of the two. Uh, I feel like Raging River was wasn't that a sideboard card for uh, Show and Tell? When we like, were, you can we only last? attack me on this side. <laughs> oh no, I'm thinking of a different card. I'm thinking of Rushing River. That's what I'm thinking of. No, Rushing, Rushing River, River is a is a bounce spell from yeah, Plane Shift. Yeah, yeah. Playing yeah. something? So, Remy, you're, you're, you're probably right then. I'm thinking of a totally different card that was a three-mana unsummon. Okay, uh, okay. You know, no, Raging know. River was... uh, has you attack, and then uh, you put your attackers onto one side of the river or the other side yeah, of the river. It was, so, yeah, it was some like, weird mechanic like that. Uh, Yo, it was Barrelin was, was, uh, was, yeah, was the card. Space Barrelin. Space Balerin, bro. It was, that was <laughs> Space Barrelin. Remy, have, do you have anybody in your circle of Magic players that voluntarily or involuntarily just produ- pronounces every single card name incorrectly? Uh, it might be me, honestly. Because uh, <laughs> every now and then I'll start to read a card. I'm like, oh, wait, the R is before the L? Like, what have I been doing this whole time? Look, you can't stop me. I've been saying Tefri for 25 years. I'm not about to change now. <laughs> mm. You know, sp- speaking of the, the cards of that you just mentioned, Remy, on, on you know, what, is, what do these, all these cards do? I want to give a shout out to a friend of the pod, uh, Anurag Das. I was watching his stream the other day. He was playing Vintage Cube. He was drafting. And the best part of his draft was he would come across cards from new Commander products that he had never seen before, but have a whole novel in the text box. And he would just be, he would like hover over it momentarily. He would see the text box. He'd go, I don't know what this does. But then he wouldn't even attempt to read it because he's like, I only have 15 seconds for this pick. There's no way I'll be able to do that in time. (laughs) And that was a delight. That was so much fun to, to watch him not analyze the whole draft. 
So it's it's basically how I draft whenever I'm drafting a, a, someone's cube. I'm like, I don't know what this does. Like, I'll I'll pick it because it's got a lot of words. It's tough because, <laughs> uh, especially if you if you have like a casual draft, like uh, sometimes I'll get uh, some some friends that I grew up with together, and we played Magic back in the day, but they don't necessarily play, and all these mechanics are new, all the cards are new, so we're we're passing around packs, but the draft itself takes you know, like two hours because everybody's just like, well, what is this? And what is this? What is this? And then like asking questions like, how does exploit work? How does this work? How does, you know, it's, uh, uh, and then, then we like play one game where we're like, ah, oh, we got to go to bed. This is, <laughs> this is <laughs> so like, I, you know, just like two ends of the spectrum where you can go super fast and just not know. Um, but I guess it's just pick your, pick your poison. The the real the real strategy is to remind your friends when you're doing this that there are no stakes and you just want to get in games. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to sit there uh, trying to figure out like it's like an EDH. I have friends that will sit there for like 20 minutes trying to figure out the turn. I'm like, we could be playing another game. Let's just assume you won. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, it, it's funny. Like uh, the times cost. I, I've been playing more Commander uh, recently. And uh, I'll go, I'm like, oh, wow, it's like, it's like five o'clock. Oh, I'll play a bunch of games. And the next thing I know, I've played two games and it's like 830. I was like, what happened? Uh, but, but, but some games go, go very fast. It's kind of an interesting uh, thing to learn about. Uh, I like to throw Commander. like one I win button into every one of my EDH decks just so that I can be like, the game's over. And yeah, so I'm on the other side where anymore. I only put in answers <laughs> to stop him from doing that. <laughs> Well, it was, we, yeah. we played, we, we played one CDH game. My first ever game of CDH. Uh, he handed me Quark Sakshima, which is just like uh, a deck where you copy your Quark a bunch of, a bunch of times. So you just have a bunch of Quarks and then every spell, you just flip a whole bunch of coins and it just gets exponentially more and more coin flippy to like, you know, get more and more and more and more and more spells. There's literally a website called the Quarkulator. <laughs> to like figure out what the math is because you can't figure it out, but it's not deterministic because theoretically there's a world where you miss 16 coin flips. And so <laughs> we played that deck and I was, and the thing is, is that because you take so many coin flips, you take all the game actions and then your opponents don't get to do anything, but it's CDH. So they can't be upset about it. And that was great for me because I got to do all the stuff and my opponent would be like, I don't know, draw a card, pass the turn. I'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before you do, I have 67 coins to flip. We're going to do them all individually. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, the calculator, the car, car, calculator, car, yeah, let's go calculator. Uh, it sounds like something right out of a MTG Remy video, actually. Calculator, yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to, uh, to turn that over in my head here. Sounds like a, a judge question. <laughs> Remy, if so, we get to play, if, if, we, if we do go to MC, MTG Con Chicago, mm-hmm. which is... You, you're still up on the air on that. I'm still up on the air on that. Zach, I I'm think going. you're confirmed. I'm going. They Jack bought is my confirmed. Ticket. Shout out He's to Moxfield for buying my ticket already. Eternal Dirtles is proud to be sponsored by Moxfield. Moxfield is the best Magic the Gathering deck building website on the internet. You can create, share, and find decks from Commander to Legacy and even fan-supported formats like Premodern and Old School. You can see all of our decks on our Moxfield. Follow the links below to stay tuned. <laughs> if we do all end up in the same place at the same time, then I can finally challenge you with my Grand Calcutron deck. That, that, yes, that yes. I've heard about it finally. for so long now. I think for two and, years now. Yeah, two years yeah, and running. Two years, and I have yet to play a game 
I've yet to play a game with it, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But oh, it, it's, it's waiting. The, the debut, the debut of the Grand Calcutron EDH deck is uh, when we all sit down at a table. With okay, some random random stranger who doesn't know. Uh, That's any true. Of us. We got th- yeah, yeah three fourths. <laughs> And some some some, some random guy. guy. It could be you, viewer. It could be you. <laughs> he doesn't know Comment what. Comment he... below if you would like to see us. At, don't know what they're Chicago. getting into. Uh, yeah, I'm. I am uh, still. I'm hoping to go. I, I think it would be a lot of fun to go. I have a pass. Or at least I, I believe a pass is on the way. Uh, but this has happened in the past, and I don't end up going. Uh, although I I saw Zach in uh, Philly. At the Magic Con. Yeah, that was awesome. We got and to that like, was a lot meet each fun. other in person. And yeah, you, that was... you, you actually played a... I had to run off because I started getting a giant headache from being at the con the entire time. But mm. you got to play uh, with the Moxfield guys, actually. Yeah. Oh, that was a lot of fun. They're yeah. great guys. Uh, and uh, uh, my commander decks... I love my commander decks. They are, they are not good. They're objectively not good. They're subjectively not good. Uh... But it is such a, it, is su- it was such a fun event. They they had like a room. It was just like a commander room. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really impressive how well it was, uh, well it was run. They've upgraded that situation now. Where uh, before it was like they, everyone was in that room because you had to pay to be in the command zone. Uh, now okay. they've just gotten rid of the pay to be in the command zone, and and basically the entire con is the command zone. Okay. Uh, so is the com- is the command zone. Was the command zone just the same thing then? Yeah. Okay. Basically, everyone just commandeered another room and started playing in there because they're like, I'm not paying to, like, I just paid to get into yeah. this con. Why should I pay $100 oh, okay. in this other the, area? You know? The problem the problem with a command zone is it's just tables. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And so when they were like, oh, well, we could just go over to the tables over there. And then they were like, well, this this product doesn't seem to be working out. We should probably switch it up. <laughs> It well, seems our competition is the other room. Yeah. With the same floor plan. With the same thing, yeah. <laughs> no, they, uh, that, was a, that was a lot of fun. Um, that's probably what I intend on doing. Um, although you guys said you're going to play in the leg- you, you, you're going to play in the legacy event. Yeah, so they so here's the thing is I'm pro- I, I'm actually trying to petition them to change the legacy event because it's taking place at noon on Friday, which is ridiculous. Like the day the first day of the con they're having it right as the con opens for the legacy event. And I'm like, do you guys not understand legacy players are parents are uh, professionals, you know, like professional people, not professional magic players. Uh, and they don't have like the, the PTO to like take off on a Friday to like show up like at the beginning of the con to play a- an event that, you know, that for them. So I was like, guys, we need to change this to Saturday, like at noon because no one no one's going to show up it's going to like no one's going to play in a legacy event at noon where they have to travel you know you get in let's let's assume you do get in on on to chicago in the in the morning you're you're are you're just so wrapped around like just like okay let me get to my hotel do other mm-hmm. things like no one's ready at noon the first day of a con to like sit down and play 7 hours of legacy that's now, insane to to, to to jump on that though uh, if I go, I will be there. And if I'm the only person in the <laughs> event on Friday, that's that's still I won. Force that's still, yeah, that's still, no, that's technically- <laughs> uh, still a win. I'm going to take the wins. You got to take them where you can get them, right? Yep. Free wins, even if it's the whole tournament. Force history, history won't put remember the, the travel nuances of the of the convention, and they will yeah. just remember Phil Trophy. Yeah. So that's they that's call a- it. They call it a grind. It's a grind. 
And if nobody if nobody's willing to grind as hard as I am on yeah. Friday at noon. Yeah. Now that's, that's an event that they that the, the con worked with Phil and I to uh to produce. And you know, right, you know, as, as is classic Watsi, right up to the uh you know, to the red zone, uh we were all on point and then they were like, and we're gonna have it on Friday at noon and didn't tell us that they were gonna do the event or that uh they had they uh were taking like they kind of took our name off of it. It's supposed to be I the Eternal Girls Cup. You know? I hold on to hope. It's the first time they're putting a legacy yeah, like I this event at a con. When it gets when it gets big and Ooh, it's official and it's called and it's called Dirtlecon, that's Remy, that's when we're getting you a legacy deck. Yep. And and you're you gotta you're gonna you're gonna play. Well gotta play. I didn't know that. I'm just gonna call it I'm I'm just gonna call it the uh the what were you calling it? Dirtle oh, oh you're calling it Dirtlecon, the the future event. The future event. Okay, okay. Yeah. The the tournament Eternal Dirtle Cup. Yeah, the eternal. It was supposed to be the Eternal Dirtles Cup, and then we had this other event called the the Dirtlecon Battlemania. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and this and this event, the idea. This was a genius idea Phil put together, uh, where it was you start out the day with three tokens, three physical tokens, and you can just like you know, it, it's it's Magic Con. It's very casual. You know, you just walk around, talk to people all day. You play games of Commander. So I wanted to keep that atmosphere going. So this goes on through the entire uh, day first two days of the con where you just walk up to people and you say hey do you want to battle and you you know you sign in and you uh say hey i'm playing this person and then uh if you win you get one of their pins if you beat them that you know you give them one of uh, you know the, the other way around and so the idea like was that. once you get to eight pins you trade them in and then you play in like the top eight event you know like you play into like the the winner circle tournament at, uh that's like a single limb on like sunday uh, on sunday um, so the idea, oh, so totally. yeah. to introduce something like this, you need to have that flexibility of schedule. So the, this was, uh, to me, this was a genius idea that Phil put together. Uh, I really like the battle city. Yeah. We called it battle city. And the idea was just that like, if you achieved, you know, you essentially anti your tokens every match. And if you get to the requisite number of, uh, tokens essentially to enter the playoffs, then you get to do that. But otherwise you just get to play in the event for as long as you want to, wherever you want to, because you could challenge anybody who's also in the event, wherever they are. It could hotels, be at the hotel lobby. Yeah. At the, yeah. It could be wherever you want. It's it literally, it's, it's, you play it anywhere. And then even if you don't get to the requisite, let's say you, you know, you win two in a row and then you lose one and then you win another one and then you lose one. And you know, you never actually get to the requisite, you know, eight, whatever tokens is necessary. Then your, your tournament never ends. You can just play in that for as long as you want. And you're not out until you lose all of your shit. And that was it. And then it was, you know, flexible and then people could do whatever. Remy, putting you on the spot, if you could design your own magic tournament, what would it look like? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> tournament. Magic tournament. All right. There would be a prize hmm. that would be um, old school related. It would hmm. be... Wait, it's a dream. Why, why don't I go high? Okay, it is the power you nine. You get the power nine. The top eight <laughs> people get the eight of the power nine. The, and then the winner gets uh, gets the 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 uh, the black lotus. Okay, the winner gets the black lotus. Eight. Okay, everybody else gets one and an eighth of a. We, we're get, one of them. We're gonna we're gonna cut into eighths. I mean, there's just, there's just, that's just the way it is. Um, of the remaining seven people, they're going to get a uh, one point one two five of the power nine. Yep. 
I, I just uh, want to throw out there, uh, miss, the miscut community is is big these days. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So You're, somebody else, it really, it, it is, it is uh, there's a synergy. There's, there's uh, uh, by cutting this card into eighths, the remaining pieces will be more than 0.125 of a, of a card. Let's say it, it's the mox, the black mox. That's probably the, the one mox you- jet. Mox Jet, that's probably the least, is that the least used the one? The Pearl is the least used one. The, okay, yeah, we're, gonna, we're cutting up the Pearl. We're cutting up the Pearl. Um, so it would be something like that. It would be catered. It would be catered. I it love would be this catered. already. You have like a buffet <laughs> thing with the tray, like a, like continental breakfast style. It's breakfast. It's breakfast. It t- doesn't take t- place in the morning. It might. Maybe it starts in the morning, but the breakfast remains. It's always going to be breakfast. We call that uh, dad single dad dinner. Single dad dinner. <laughs> waffles. Uh, you make the waffles. It's the thing. You turn it. You know the thing. Um, mm-hmm. You spray the thing as well. If you have an issue with it, there's someone there. The napkins are not cloth. They're paper. Um, it's bright, brightly lit. Um and the format this is a great tournament structure so far. And the, <laughs> the format is um okay, it's either it's either standard or old school. No, it's an old school tournament. It's an old school tournament. Yes. It's an old school it's, tournament. It's it's old school with uh any particular uh additions to it. Ooh. Hmm, that's a great question. Okay, it's it's old school, but I don't know what sets are in old school. Uh, I mean, I'm play Fall Sh- Empires. It's I'm 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 playing in this tournament already, and I'm <laughs> definitely going to Shahrazad people. <laughs> yes, that, yes. We we rented the. That's another thing about this room. We've rented it for a long time, so you can you can play a full pl- play set. Uh, however you pronounce the card, <laughs> no have as many around. side games as you want, and maybe the one point one two five of the power nine will be yours. Wow, you know this, I want to play this, in this event now. Yeah, yeah, this event seems really good. The, the, you've inspired me also that I, I want there to be a tournament. You know how everybody's like, oh, sad, I got ninth on breakers. I guess I suck. Like, this is the worst. I have the same record as the top eight, but I'm in ninth, and that's terrible. And you were like, hmm, power nine, but there's only eight slots. I want to have a tournament nope. where the whole goal is to get ninth. And if you <laughs> get ninth, you're the winner. You win. So you you you're like I need to have enough. I need to win enough to get on. But when you're like, oh, I gotta concede the game because my breakers are a yeah. little bit better than this other guys, any and I math, gotta. You know. Any math oh my idiot gosh. can get first place. That would be awesome. <laughs> we'll oh, call wow. it the on the bubble. The on the bubble tournament. That's what I used and... to tell uh, tell my teachers in uh, in school. Any any idiot can get straight A's, but I'm skirting by on D pluses. You know how hard that is. <laughs> I got a three point margin of error. You can't, yeah, you can't, you can't try too hard. There'll be inevitably, there'll be like a match where both people need to lose and you're, they're trying their hardest. Oh, wow. Judge, can I attack myself? We, we have I would never love to watch seen, that. We've never seen a game where two people competitively are trying to have the other person win at all costs. So we, we wow. are selling mana burn in this format, right? Yeah, oh, it comes have... too easy. Mana burn just makes it too easy, though. Yeah. What about like what about like DQ behavior? Like if you're intentionally cheating to lose, would that be? Uh, well, you got to you got to assume that there's tournament integrity. So I love. I also love that you're not they, allowed. You, know. you should not be allowed to scoop. Yeah. 
Can you scoop? Can you scoop in the tournament? <laughs> you just like oh, are well, not I mean, allowed. What, what, once we once we remove the uh, objective control of being able to concede at any time, uh, I don't know how do we how do yeah how because is that well, what, okay so here's the question: Can you put conceding on the stack? Because what if we both need to concede? And I'm like, all right, I win the coin flip. I quit. In response, <laughs> yeah. it's a zero action. You know? Like, no, no, I quit. Okay, I'm going to go. I think that's quitting the on the stack if, as well. If you put concessions on the stack and they can be responded to, <laughs> you know, I think that, that that might solve the problem because then in response, you could kill yourself. Zach, do you have a, a, a dream tournament? Or was that it? As, as, <laughs> um, yeah, man, I think. My dream tournament would take place in uh, in Harry's mom's basement in the year, like, 1997, right? It would be Tempest Block constructed uh, because we always we, – when block, like, tournaments started happening, we thought that was going to be, like, a format. Mm-hmm. So we made all these block decks, and I broke, I broke the block deck format by uh, making a uh, – this was this is before people realized Curse Scroll was good. So I, I played uh, – Phil, what is it? Thran Turbine? Thran Turbine wasn't Thran- in that set yet. Uh, Thran Turbine? You mean yeah. Soul Ring? No, 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 no. You couldn't play Soul <laughs> That's Ring. That's what that card it is. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't in that set. So no, I but played. Thran Turbine produces two mana. Yeah. Soul Ring. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I played Static Orb, and uh, there was a card called uh, Thumbscrews, and so Static Orb was like you know basically like Winter Orb, uh, and it would stop people from playing stuff, and then Thumbscrews would deal one damage if they had four more cards in their hand. So I won, like, through just, like, completely locking down my opponents. Uh, it was the most miserable format possible for, for that for that era of my friends playing. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thumbscrews is... So... Uh, Aptly rem- named. Quick, quick, quick quiz. Yeah. Is, thumbs- is Thumbscrews the card? Is it two words or one word? Oh, you phrase... You... I would... Before you ask me the question, just the information in my brain would say two words, but now I'm leaning one word. I, I think it's one word. Well, well, the, the the question is directed at Remy, and you must answer <laughs> in the form of a question. All right, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna go with one word. One word. That is correct. I, okay. That, it is. It is correct. Yes. Uh, it is. It is a two minute artifact. It is a single word. Thumb screws at the beginning of your upkeep. If you have five or more cards in hand, thumb screws deals one damage to target opponent. And it's been errated to say or planeswalker. Oh, oh, that. that's so interesting. Errated, yeah. Opponent or planeswalker. Uh, yeah. So that was yeah. That was the whole idea. Is like just stop your opponents from being able to do stuff. I I know that like I had some some other stuff in there that like also got there, but like mostly it was just like that. It was like that, and like maybe like puppet master, or puppet puppet guy, or whatever that like untapped or untapped a creature. But continuing, continuing on Thumb's show, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in real quick before you tell us what else was in this deck of yours, Zach. <laughs> continuing, continuing on this Thumb Screws the Game Show, the flavor text is, we will oh. start small, I think. I pose the question <laughs> to either of you, feel free to buzz in. Which magic character is quoted in that flavor text? We will start small, I think, on thumb on thumbscrews the card. I would, I'm, I know nothing about. I'm gonna, I'm say... gonna give you. I'm gonna give you your 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 options. Your four options. Okay. Urtai. Volrath. 
That's it. Choose those two. I was going to say Grevenil's Vex, so I'm going to go with Volrath now. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm going to go with the other one for the sake of uh, competition. All right. The score is now tied, gentlemen. It is Volrath. <laughs> We're tied one to one. In this impromptu game show that may or may not continue throughout yeah, I the guess, episode. Yeah, I guess in retrospect, Grevenil Vec is not a is not a torture guy. He's more of a throw you off a boat in the air kind of guy. He's not really a, a interrogation type of <laughs> type of character. All right, Remy, double or nothing. I love it. When he when when Zach says the throw you off the boat kind of guy, that literally did happen in the Weatherlight story. What card is that uh, displayed on? What's the story spotlight card? Where Gravenovec is throwing somebody off a boat. Quadruple points if you can name the character he threw off the boat. I'm gonna fail so badly. If you had asked me name a weatherlight card, <laughs> I would be in the tank. I would be just as okay. far as we'll, in the tank. We'll narrow it down for you. It is a black card, and it is also from Tempest. It's also synonymous with this effect. Mm, I don't know. I'll... Zach, you want it? Diabolic Edict. Character? He's, th- he's throwing him off. Uh, Vadi Ildal. Vadi Ildal. I'm looking now, it up. Vadi, I'm looking it up. Doesn't, doesn't Vadi Ildal sound like the Balenciaga of Magic the Gathering? Diabolic. <laughs> <laughs> so, Remy. Yes. You got to tell us about you got to tell us about your clothing line because I know that I, I, when we go to these cons, we see verdict sweaters everywhere. Oh, that's awesome! And you know, Vadi Ildal, you know, it might just be we might just have found the next you know, also uh, high end fashion designer line. Oh, the spins, the, uh... comics, and Ludafisk sleeves. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love link, those sleeves. Link below, <laughs> link below. <laughs> Those unfortunately they sold out. And oh, the, no. hoodies, the, the hoodies sold out too. Uh, I, put, I, the, made, I put these. These are uh, for my Dan Dan deck. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, those are my. Those are. Those, uh, I, I have them on my commander. Uh, at least one of my commander decks. I love those. Um, uh, yeah, there was a big tournament actually last weekend in Atlanta. Like uh, hack something. Yeah, something dream hack. Ha- dream hack. Uh, and uh, uh, Anna uh, Wegener made the top eight and uh, was wearing the verdict a verdict hoodie. And somebody sent me the picture. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So I had to send her. I sent her. Uh, uh, I sent her uh, the verdict sleeves and the play mats. I was like, uh, "That's that's so cool. That uh, was You're so cool sponsored. to see. It made my day." Yeah, <laughs> that was really cool. Um, no, I'm looking at the art here for uh, for uh, diabolic. Diabolic edict, and uh, yeah, I am, I am, I am seeing exactly what you described. <laughs> Guy got chucked right off a boat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they they reprinted this a bunch. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's now it's now not very. It, it, there's definitely better versions of this card now, uh, because what they, they it was Li- Liliana's triumph was was a version of this card that was better, and then they made a split second version. And now I think the go-to version is Shieldred's Edict uh, because you can uh, basically say token or non-token, so it gets rid of Merit Lage, even if the opponent yep. has a mm. uh, has a guy to sack. 
Diabolic Edict had a good run, though, because all of those cards that you just referenced uh, didn't come out until post-2018. Yeah. Because this card was a two-of in Grixis Control in 2018. So, oh, wow. you know, when we want to do our little, you know, our little flashbacks, Remy, if we ever play, you know, old flashback-style legacy events, uh, you know, Diabolic Edict can still be in there. We can just play this game show as a format. <laughs> <laughs> only cards from tempest that are a single word and you know are sort of intimidating well they made a uh, i'm looking they made a uh uh what, what are they what are they called these um inv uh invocations remember the invocations mm -hmm. yep the, uh amonkit invocations it's like i could you could barely recognize it with the with the text <laughs> i thought when these were spoiled like i would uh interact with them more in real life and i don't think i've ever seen one in on a table they were so uh maligned that i bought a foil playset of dazes for like 40 bucks a piece and now they're like two or three hundred dollars a piece i've already oh, sold no. them but like they 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 people hated them at first and then they skyrocketed in, in value over time and i didn't realize that you, we we hate it but like then we need it because <laughs> if we hate ourselves yeah. then... so uh Remy. Remy, I, I, I want to ask, if you had one card that you could make an invocation, what would it be? Oh, man. I'm not a huge invocation fan, but I would go for um, uh, Asmirano Martica Diastinokoldikar, because that's just a ridiculous enough uh, name to begin with. But to see it in script and just like have people try to pronounce it based on the hieroglyphic version, I think would would, would be worth it. I think they need to make uh, Asmora Marduk Dicina Kodakar more playable, like another version of it that's even more playable, so people have to say it more often. Because obviously the three of us, we've got it down, right? Oh, we nailed uh, it. I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious version that, uh, that you put up, uh, I want to say, two years ago? Last year, I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. Somewhat recently. Uh, thankfully, the the syllables matched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, "This is what fourteen syllables." I was like, "Phil, we got to get on this." I was like, "Never mind, Remy's got it. We're good. We don't have to do this." One. <laughs> do you think that that was a consideration though? Like, uh, I, somebody had this name for the card, and and they were like, "Okay, but we can't we can't put it on something that's going to be like a format staple." It's like, do All you right, know? We'll do you know, Remy, how old Asmora Marduk and Dicina Kodakar is as a magic character? No. Uh, is it more than look, it, it, look on the card granite gargoyle from beta what OG, OG bro yeah, <laughs> yeah. as Mona Marduk and Istina Koldekar was an OG character that made me th then when you brought that up that it, it, it has the same number of symbols it made me think it, did Mary Poppins come wow. out before did Mary Poppins come out before beta it did right <laughs> yes yeah way before yeah. like in the 60s way before beta right it was in like the 60s yeah <laughs> did Mary come out before beta <laughs> yeah it's a great, that's, it's a that's great a, question because I'm sure there are some magic zoomers on here that don't that aren't sure. You know? Dude, that's the his, that's the history like landmark now. It, it's just like it's not like you know was it before we were born? Was it after you know whether or not it came <laughs> out before event. Mary Poppins? It's, it's, it's before it's before or after Beta. Okay, wow. I like before or after Mary Poppins as, as a marker too. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So. That that and it's talking about cooking in the uh, thing. We had a short. I'll pop the short up somewhere. We had a short that uh, uh, I, I explained that on 
which was it got like a lot of hits because people were like, "What well, are you serious? Like I doctored also, the card or something?" That and and also I I was told after we did like so we we had a, a bunch of things we did a bunch of skits on the fact that I uh, as Mortal Matter because it's called the cards are like ridiculous and whatever whatever and afterwards you know the like m- the most feedback that I got mm. on any of that Phil it's actually pronounced as Moronomartica Diastina cool the car. Okay. <laughs> that's right up there. And with... then for, yeah, I, I leapt off the, the roof of my building. After yeah. that. <laughs> that's one of my all time favorite jokes is like uh, one day uh, the sky opens up and he just goes, it's pronounced Jod and then closes yeah. the clouds back up. <laughs> I had no idea. I, I must have like a hundred copies of that card uh, from, from back in the day. But that just shows how obtuse I am to uh, <laughs> the flavor the text. Yeah, the flavor text, the art. Like I don't know. Like for whatever reason, like every now and then I'll be staring at a card. I'm like, wait, this is like a this is like an animal. Like I just like see like the colors. I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know that this episode was just going to be like exposing you for not knowing the flavor text <laughs> of thumbscrews. How dare or no, you? <laughs> or that as more dramatic as the nice thing to call the cards, you know, was post was pre beta. Guys, I did, by the way, remember the other the other killer card in that deck, and then we can move on from this deck. Uh, it was uh, El Elamorati's. What is his name? El El Eladomri's. Eladomri's. Uh, yeah. See, that's another. I've been saying this for 50, for over twenty five years. Wrong. Uh, Eladomri's uh, Vineyard, because you took mana burn back in the day. So if your opponent wasn't playing green, they couldn't mm. use the mana, and they couldn't untap their lands from uh, Static Orb, and they were taking thumbscrew damage. This was a hellscape of a deck. <laughs> Eladomri was one of the, when I first, like, you know, I, I've never actually played with an Eladomri card. And then I know that it saw some amount of play in modern when the uh, cycle of convoke, evoke creatures came out, the, mm-hmm. the free cycle, right? Because you could just get it and then free pitch it. But when I first learned of the character Eladomri, and I know it's an elf or whatever, but I couldn't not hear Eladomri. And I always like pictured Ella Domri as like a loungy jazz singer, and I've never been able I've never been able to unthink it. So now I just think of like this elf like laying on a piano. Oh. Welcome Ella Domri. <laughs> Soft lighting, that's great. Yeah. That, that needs to happen. That, yeah, that needs to happen. <laughs> the next the next unset Ella Domri. Yeah. Your, your your next song, Remy, is just you as Ella Domri dressed dressed in an elf on a yeah. piano singing yeah. smooth jazz. I know where I know of a piano. That looks like it could be laid on. (laughs) Just surrounded by foliage. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I I wanted to I wanted to bring this up uh, because uh, you know we we we've been joking over the years and I think half seriously that we should do a collaboration and um, you know I, I you know obviously I think it's a wonderful idea. Uh, you you once said on camera that you were down to do it, so that's great too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I hit up my uh, I, I was once in a band. I hit up my uh, old band, and I was like, "Hey, like if we do this, I was like, th- we got this guy uh, Remy, who is basically the uh, the the Weird Al of Magic the Gathering. If, if he's the Weird Al, we're like the MC Lars of Magic. Much smaller thing. They kind of know each other, you know." But like, Remy, like M- MC Lars is definitely pre-beta. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hey, would you guys uh, want to do one where we do it with like actual music? And then like, uh, you know, we'll do we'll figure out a song. We'll figure out the lyrics, and everything. But like, 
have an actual band do the song. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a the, lot of fun. My my old band was called uh, Zach Clark and the Griswolds. <laughs> I, I need to watch that movie again, actually. Yeah. Uh, the, the I saw that the um, Christmas Vacation is on Netflix, and I love yeah, that movie. I, I own it on uh, YouTube because they try and charge you every year this time around. Mm. Now, if it's on Netflix, you're good. But every now and again, there's a couple of seasonal things that I like. I refuse to pay for because I've seen them a million times, but they decide to charge you on certain services that, uh, around this time of year. So I'm mm. like, no, I just own, I just own this. I'm not, I'm not letting it, anyone make me pay for it again. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally get that. Um, to, I to went that ahead. End. And, yeah. Oh, go, go on. Oh no, I was gonna say I went ahead and uh, I bought Elf. I was like, you know what? I could see uh, my kids <laughs> wanting to watch this uh, frequently enough in the future that, uh, and me too. I, I think yeah. that's a funny movie. Uh, but what, what were you gonna say, Zach? I have so I have a list here of of. My like Christmas viewing, uh, like musts. Yes. Um. So uh, I'll just go over them real quick. But after that, I want to talk about Christmas songs. Uh. So uh, first off, I want to just give a shout out to all the Christmas specials from every TV show ever. Uh, which you can find on like various YouTubes and and uh stuff like that. Like, there's a guy who just does all the Nick at Night ones. So recently, I <laughs> saw one from uh from the show Newhart, which was like the Bob Newhart show in the '80s called No Room at the Inn. And mm-hmm. it's just, he he's just like being a guy, an innkeeper who owns an inn. And this couple shows up during a blizzard, Mary and Joseph, and she's pregnant. And he's like, sorry, I have no room at the end. And then she, he finds out they're pregnant. He's like, I think, uh, I think we can, as from innkeepers everywhere, I think we can give this one to you. You know, <laughs> it's just like classic, like super dry Bob Newhart. I love um, Bob Newhart. I love oh, Bob Newhart. Yeah. We had a, we had a, the Griswolds had a song called Bob Eat Your New Heart Out. Uh, that's how much I loved I loved uh, Bob Newhart. But uh, so we got Christmas Vacation, Home Alone. Do you know about the He-Man Shira Christmas special? I must have seen it when I was a kid because I oh, loved man. I loved He-Man. And when they put it on YouTube like some years ago, I was like, oh wow, that's my childhood. And I pull it up and I was like, how did I? I don't even understand what's <laughs> happening. Like, how was I into this? Uh, you know, a lot of things you're like they hit you with the nostalgia, and it's like, oh, this is great. This is ama- amazing. This is exactly how I remember it. And I was He-Man. I was like. You're like this is a 24 minute commercial buffered by other commercials. You yeah, know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this new villain. Here's what he does. You know, the the Christmas special is no different, but it merges the He Man and Shira universes. But uh, it casts uh, it casts Skeletor as a good guy who saves Christmas, which is so awesome. It's like the funniest. I'm, thing I'll ever. look that up. He yeah. begrudgingly saves Christmas, and he has some of the best lines. Like, there's a line where he's teaching two children from earth uh, spoiler alert uh eternia where he-man lives is not earth so these kids get on eternia somehow uh and then skeletor is walking around with them and he's they're explaining christmas to skeletor without throwing any of the christianity into it which is really they really just like purposefully gloss over like jesus a lot like you can see them like it's a day when something great happens and angels showed up and then they're like and everyone's nice to each other <laughs> Uh, but there's this great line where, where, uh, they're trying to explain Christmas to Skeletor and, and Skeletor is like, so what happens? And the one kid's like, and well, everybody gets around and you exchange gifts and Skeletor's like, and then they blow up. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. They're like, no, that's not what happens at all. Uh, so that's awesome. That's a, that's a, like, it's a must. If you're watching right now, it's on, it's on YouTube. So like, just find it. Stop watching this. 
Watch watch <laughs> He Man's Christmas He Man's Christmas special on YouTube. Uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, one of my all time favorites. Oh, I haven't seen that in, a, in uh, probably since uh, it originally aired. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw it in the theater. Uh, Jim Varney, man, shout out to Jim Varney. <laughs> yeah, those uh, I haven't seen since I was a kid. I remember liking them actually when I was still, a kid. It still holds up. That's one of those ones. It's like that and Scrooge to me are like they Scrooge with uh, Bill Murray. Like is just. Like, I get to the end, and he does that speech where he's like, and you can make it happen tonight! You know, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm starting to choke up right yeah. now. Something's in my eye. Yeah. No, I gotta go. I, I uh, made the mistake when I got married of uh, putting sunscreen on, and it wasn't very good sunscreen, and it started bleeding into my eyes while while I was getting married, and everyone thought I was crying. Oh, uh, oh, oh no. Really, I was just like, I can't see! It's no, you just go eyes. with it. You know, I was just like, you gotta oh. go with it. Yeah, exactly. You gotta... What do you it's, mean? That's a happy oh, accident for you. It's, it's the sweetheart. longest con. It's the longest con that's been going on for my <laughs> entire marriage. My wife's like, you were crying. I'm like, no, I literally, like, I, it hurt my eyes so bad. Everybody, like, it's okay to cry. Everybody, <laughs> it's okay to cry. <laughs> uh, people are listening now and they're just like, oh, am I going to start rubbing it right above their, uh, oh, yeah. their eyebrows right before they get married? It's like, I'm going to use X. Or like, if you think your boss is going to fire you that day, you know? <laughs> just kidding. I white just yeah. Um, the Garfield Christmas special. I don't know if I've seen that that's, one. That's a great one. Also available on like every streaming service. Uh, go back, go back and watch some. Like there, there's a lot of Garfield that if you it, like unproducible today, unproducible. <laughs> yeah, like you hear some of the jokes in Garfield, and like you don't laugh, you double take. You're like, they said what? Yeah, it is crazy. The, the Garfield Christmas special has a lot of that. Crazy. Uh, then there's uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. That's one of the Rankin Bass specials. It's my favorite one because it's got the uh, the wizard, the like uh, winter wizard guy. But it's got that song put one foot in front of the other. So that's that's a really good that, one. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, yeah, that's the one where like they. It's like the origin of Santa Claus. I think Fred Astaire is the mailman at the beginning of it. So if you if you ever watch it and you see it, you you look at the the guy the, you know whatever the clay they use for Fred Astaire. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that's definitely Fred Astaire. Gentlemen, um, speaking of Zach, because you you've inspired me on this holiday uh, uh, tangents that we've gone on. I just sent you guys a list of every single. It's in the chat right here on, okay. on thing. It's a, a a a list of every single MTG holiday promo. That's oh, wow. been produced. Oh, so wow. I have my favorite. I want to hear your guys's favorites, potentially on on why it speaks to you the way it does. Oh man! Uh, whilst you're looking at this, you know, eclectic list, uh, I'll tell you my favorite and why that is, and then I'll, I'll pass it around. I'll, we'll go around the horn. Yeah, go for it. So my favorite uh, holiday card is called Top Deck the Halls. It's a five man <laughs> enchantment for three red white. And it says, decorated cards in your hand have miracle for snow mana, a single snow mana. And it says in parentheses, decorated cards include premiums, promos, and cards with alternate frames or art. Uh, now, I don't know if you know this, you go. but my entire deck, my entire miracles deck is altered, which means that my <laughs> entire, it's all alternate. So my entire deck would be considered decorated and they would all have miracle for snow mana. And that would mean that I can uh, really capture the essence of the second part of the card, which says at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control 12 or more decorated permanents, you win the game. 
And we were talking about earlier in the cast, if you have an I win button in your deck, sometimes you can just take a pile to a legacy event and crush. And that's what Top Deck the Halls does in my imaginary future. Uh, right. Remy, I'll pass it over to you. Yeah, yeah, do it. All right, yeah. So um, easy, easy. Fruitcake Elemental. Uh, Fruitcake Elemental wow, easy is, yeah, it's, I, I went through the whole list. Uh, and <laughs> this is easily, because here's what I like about Fruitcake Elemental. First, from a flavor perspective. Um, it tastes terrible. It should taste terrible. Stay on the thing. But you can imagine a fruit cake coming to life. You can. They have that. They have that uh, reputation about. Yeah, they them. definitely have the essence of of life in them somewhere. Yeah, and I what I what I don't like about novelty cards like the the uncards and a lot of them are just like they're not really playable in a in close to close enough to a traditional sense. Fruitcake elemental would be a card that you would play. Fruitcake Elemental is indestructible right off the bat. Okay, that's that's normal. At the end of your turn, Fruitcake Elemental deals seven damage to you. There are cards that, that do that. And then you can pay three to give uh, some other player uh, gain control of Fruitcake Elemental. Now, the flavor of this is that the, the trope of about the fruitcake is that they get handed from one person to the other person to the other person. It's great flavor. It is a playable yeah. card. Um, and uh, like a... a uh, a seven, 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 seven for three. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's aggressively cost. I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to play test it. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have to find that's, out. Here's, here's what I'm hearing. Okay. So when we all meet at magic con Chicago, <laughs> I'll bring my, I'll bring grand Calcutron, uh, and you can bring fruit elemental as your commander. $200. Oh my goodness. It's $200. <laughs> Never mind. I guess you're not. That's the most expensive fruit the, cake that's ever happened. Proxy. Wow. Yeah. Um, just as a heads up, so I didn't get all the all of the Christmas specials done, and we'll go back to that in a minute. But this is the plot of the Pee Wee Herman Christmas special: is that he keeps getting fruitcake from everybody. <laughs> he wants minute, all what? the toys in the world, but they keep giving him fruitcake. Guys, fruitcake elemental is two hundred dollars. Okay, we're gonna we'll, we'll play a little prices right. Uh, what is the what is your target prices on top deck the halls? Don't look, no looking. Fifty dollars. Uh, Okay, Remy. So, uh, I'm I'm weighted heavily to this fruitcake elemental thing. <laughs> Top deck the halls. Um, you know what it does? It's clearly very powerful. I I'm going with uh, I'm going with one one fifty. I might have uh, kind of made it a leading question. It's only thirty dollars. Oh. oh wow, that's that's a that's a apparently a steal by fruitcake elemental standards. All right, well, so that yeah that that's doable, man. Thirty dollars, yeah. I feel like that's 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 attainable. I would I would spend thirty dollars on a magic card. I'm gonna spend it right now. This is thanks thanks thanks. Hey, everybody, join our Patreon uh, right now, (laughs) and you can get Phil. You get Phil a Christmas gift. uh, My entire deck with Miracle for Snow. That's Patreon.com/slash Eternal Dirtles. Thanks for thanks for all of your support. We're putting that money to good use and making the show better. Um, that's great. So my uh, my card is actually this year's card, uh, seasonal sequels. It's X blue blue blue, instant, and it says pitch the title of up to X holiday themed sequels to target spell. Copy that spell for each title pitched, except for the copy that has the same name. You may choose new targets for the copies. So uh, important to read the flavor text here. Now showing Sword of Hearth and Home Alone. 
Eight Crazy Knights Charge, Holiday Incinerate, and Phyrexian Gremlins. Now, do you guys have any? I have I have five lined up right now that I've been thinking about since this card was spoiled. Uh, seasonal sequels, but can you think of any off the top of your head that are like magic? You could take a magic card and turn it into a movie. I'll be honest, Zach. The the only Christmas movie that came to mind when you when we started this whole conversation was Osmosis Jones. <laughs> and that's not that's not a Christmas movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I here my, Chris Rock. Here here are my five. While 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 you guys get a chance to think, uh, Urtai saves Christmas. <laughs> Ravnica Lampoon's Christmas Evocation. <laughs> Santa Claus, a year without Adnaz. Adnaz is coming to town. And Scoozed. Scoozed is good, right? I I mean, I spent a long time on thinking about this. It was a tweet I did, I did like three weeks ago. I was like, oh man, they didn't send me this. I've got all the good ideas. Yeah, Die, Die Hard and Skills is also pretty good. Die Hard just Skills, in the, yeah. In the card art. Yeah, they, uh, they did... Uh, uh, the Santa Nas, uh, How the Glunch Stole Christmas, uh, A Christmas Baral, uh, Singles oh, was, All that, the Way. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there are a thousand other people that did that. Did that. But uh, yeah, the, uh, for me, Urtai Saves Christmas is like the best one. <laughs> I like that. I would Especially watch that movie. Yeah. Since we just saw Ernest Saves Christmas. It's the same <laughs> plot. He, he he dresses up like an old woman, you know, <laughs> I feel like that's like a, that's unexplored territory for uh, for wizards too, because um, you know they that's have the, the set trailers and stuff like that. There should be uh, Christmas specials, right? Yeah. Oh man, how how great would that be? A Christmas special for uh, for uh, magic? Oh, I I would be amazing. <laughs> and like um, you would you would miss a set trailer, like you you'd be like, oh yeah, I missed the set trailer, you and you wouldn't think anything of it, but you would not miss the Christmas special. Yeah. Also, can we can we just get a Ernest uh, like an Ernest P. Whirl secret layer sometimes? <laughs> I feel like there's so many there's so many um, uh, secret layer ideas that that there's 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 fandoms there's there's niches there's uh, uh, so I like I just bought a bunch of uh, old border reprints for uh, this commander deck. Um, actually, Zach, you inspired this commander deck because you were the one that showed me Garth One Eye. Oh yeah, uh, and I was like, when, when you showed me that, I didn't know it was a card. Right here. Yeah, it was like a, <laughs> a couple of years ago, and I was like, I need to make a a, a deck with that card. And uh, so then I just ended up making a lot of old border or old border things in there. <laughs> yes, um, and um, so I like the old border. But what would be cool is a secret layer with the old border. But not just any old border, like reprint it so it looks like unlimited or looks like revised. Because there was like a there's like different old that's a different old border. Like they, they tidied it up. Give, it give got us, like give us the white borders, please. Yeah, get, yeah, like like a little like yeah, white bordered, um, pale fingernail grimy, gunk on yeah, the little, sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a, a, yeah, just like a little. You know, they do it with jeans. You yeah. know, jeans. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come, come. there's a whole there's a whole uh, you know market there for uh, people who who like drip jeans and uh, and magic cards. 
Yeah, guys, that's gonna. They are gonna do a promo where there's just like you know, there's actually rips in the card, but it's still sleeve playable, <laughs> and it, you can just be like, yeah, there's holes in this card, but that's okay. So I'll talk about two two more really great uh, Christmas specials you should be watching. Um, Muppet Family Christmas, which is not to be mm. confused with Muppet Christmas Carol, and that's the other one I want to talk about. But Muppet Family Christmas is the one where they all go to uh, Fozzie the Bear's mom's house for for hmm. Christmas. Uh, and then the okay, Muppet, I, I, Muppet I, Christmas Carol I, is is you know obviously Michael Caine as as Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking it all back. When you you play Fruitcake Elemental as your commander, I'm going to play Fozzie's mom when that comes out. <laughs> uh, we we have we we are going to so right now the score on this uh, holiday themed game show is one to one. We're going to continue on the Price is Right. I have scouted it out. I have the most expensive holiday magic card. And the least expensive holiday magic card. I can tell you, Fruitcake Elemental is neither. Mm. So we can already get that off. So now you have a range. Okay. I'll pull so I'm going to. Here. Yeah, you, you guys have it. You, you each get a guess. What is the most expensive holiday magic card promo? I have my guess already. I'm looking at the list. Is that cool? You can look at the list for sure. Yeah, okay. you definitely look at the list. Just don't look at any prices, of course. I'm going with uh, Mishra's. Toy Workshop. Mishra's Toy Workshop. Good guess. Good guess. I am gonna... almost playable. <laughs> I am going to go... Ooh, this is tough. It's tough. It's a tough one. Goblin I'm... Snowman from Ice Age. <laughs> that, is, that is the best holiday card, yeah. <sighs> Remy's deep in the tank on this one. Evil Presence. Evil Presence. So, gentlemen... After uh, it was tied one to one, it is now two to one. Remy, well oh! done. Evil presence. Evil presence. Evil presence. <laughs> Evil presence is the most expensive holiday what? promo. Two fifty nine ninety nine. So wait, two fifty nine ninety nine. Misha's toy factory though. Misha's toy factory is not even in the conversation. Oh. It's not even. It's it's seventy three eighty five. What are you poor, Zach? What are you broke? <laughs> Don't I you understand? This is right rules. The, the highest without going over. Not even Zach. Not even close. Okay, I found the least expensive holiday MTG promo, and I can tell you it is not Misha's Toy Workshop. So now you have a range, Zach. Uh, as as being down by a point, you get first pick. I'm going to go with gifts given. Gifts given is pack one, pick one for the cheapest card by Zach Clark. Remy. Uh, okay. I think I have a system here. So, uh, I, I'm going with, I'm going with chaos rap. Chaos rap. Chaos rap is a, is a very good guess. Uh, it is not chaos rap, but it is also not gifts ungiven. Gifts given. No, so, gifts ungiven is a gifts different given. card. Sorry. Sorry. Gifts given. <laughs> gifts given. Yes. Uh, so we're going to give the point to Remy for chaos rap because chaos rap is worth $20. Oh. Gifts on gifts given is worth $150 oh. and is one of the most expensive cards <laughs> on the list. So, Zach, you are really far away. The actual cheapest card is some disassembly required. It's some a disassembly single required. mana black enchantment. It's black, sacrifice a creature, distribute the sacrifice creature's keywords among any number of target creatures until end of turn. If it's December, you gain one life for each of those keywords. It is the only card that is sub $10. Oh, wow. So, $9. $9. So pick up your sum assembly requires today. I, I just noticed that on this list as well, Bog Humbugs, which is hilarious, uh, 
It's flavor text is a song. It is literally like notes, and I wonder what it is. Jingle bells. Yeah, wow, it really is. <laughs> I think wow, you get a bonus is, point for that. Man. Yeah, Remy gets a point for that one too. All right, yeah, well, yeah. Away. This, this show is this. this I, I thought it was going to be a close game, but it's just it's just, it's, it's, it's absolutely runaway here. So my, my system was that uh, that since Fruitcake Elemental was a lot of money and it was the card in 2006, then I went with Evil Presence because it was 2008. So I was like, oh, maybe they didn't make a lot of them at, back then. But then, so then that's, that's why I went Chaos Rap 2022. But no, it's got to be some 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 something about. Something about the collectability and the and the flavor. Being able to play yeah, my, in any deck. <laughs> I'm going to guess that, like the, the at, at the end of the day, the probably the most actual expensive card that doesn't actually have a price on it is just the holiday treasure token. Yeah. With Liliana opening like a box of treasure and a bunch of gingerbread men popping out, like that's probably gingerbread zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Just and, and it's like it's it, there's 150. Of these holiday treasure tokens that exist. Oh yeah, that's and gonna the be magic pricey. back is like this gold-looking. It's just like a sheet of gold. Oh my god, looks really it nice. It probably is actually just a sheet of gold, dude. But there's just no price on it. There's no price. It's it literally just like and lists every card that makes treasure tokens. <laughs> no, that's Scryfall. It's like god damn it, it's too many. I, um, I'm sorry. I'm just basking in how good of a card Fruitcake Elemental is. Like it's like it is. Yeah. It is playable. It is playable. It's like in- a lot of the holiday cards, they're like, uh, you know, when X enters the battlefield, you go caroling. Like it's like what? Do something zany. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm playing like magic here. At least this one is a ma- it's a magic card. It's a mad like you could play it. It's more there, playable it would, than like it would an functions uncard. in the rules. There was yes. a season when when Unglued first came out. They had this thing called Arena, not like the digital client because that was you know this was in like 1996, um, where you went to a local store and you played against your friends for po- for DCI points uh, in like a non tournament thing. You just had to like make sure you didn't play the same person twice. And one season they made us buy like Unglued. You had to play with Unglued cards. So I had a weight weenie deck that had Knight of the Hokey Pokey. And Night of the you Hokey know, Pokey. I got up and did the Hokey Pokey a few times to keep him alive. Because I think he gets protection. <laughs> it gets like protection from a color as long as you do the Hokey Pokey. So I'd be like, all right, I'm paying two mana. You know, that's what it's all about. <laughs> keep my guy alive. That's great. Oh, he's got <laughs> the fingers up. Yeah. And the art. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'll put the right one in. <laughs> I'll put the right one in. Um, yeah. So uh, okay, let's talk about holiday music. What? What? Uh, Remy, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite holiday song? Well, I like the. Uh, I like the. I like the old. Um, I like Bing Crosby. I like the. Uh, I, I don't know what. I don't know. What, I don't know what a crooner is. But if he, if it's if it's somebody like Bill Bing Crosby, I like Bing Crosby. I like. Uh, you're a white uh, Christmas so, kind of guy. Y- yes, I I love uh, actually that movie. I love that movie. That's uh, my wife that's, was a giant fan. Yeah, yeah. They've got uh, uh, I can't remember somewhere online or one of the streaming services had they they had a remastered version of it, and uh, it's a great movie and it's funny. Like you'll laugh out loud at uh, at, at something. It's like seventy years old. You know, White Christmas is like seventy years old. 
And it's a different it pre-beta. It didn't, yeah, pre-beta. Pre-beta. Pre-alpha. Pre-beta. Pre Mary Poppins. Uh, but it's so funny. It's like a different world. Like uh, I was rewatching it. It's a musical, um, and they got great dance numbers. I'm talking. I'm, ta- I'm saying such great things about White Christmas. Uh, they. Uh, uh, it was, it was called "What Do You Do with a General?" I don't know if you remember this. It's like "What Do You Do with a General?" Bernie stops being a general. It's about like all these World War II generals. They would come home, and then they nobody would hire them. They they had no jobs. And I was like, "What? You just you just go be on the board of Lockheed or something now? You know, you're just yeah. like, you're fine. You're a general." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, it was like a different different world back there." Like it was like, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess the answer generals. Then was you be you become like a lounge singer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that isn't that like how the how the how it goes? It's like, oh, that guy's a general. Now he's allowed. Like the wasn't the like plot of the movie like uh, the one guy saved a a higher ranking officer's life, and then and then basically like guilt trips him into becoming yeah. a road show with him. Like yeah, that's cause... the whole idea. And then they see these two women uh, at at like one of their clubs, and they're on the run from the law, but they do like this weird like. <laughs> Uh, like cabaret thing yes. that's a little sexy. This is all and true. They they uh, they find out that the cops are coming and they skip town. But to distract the cops, those dudes dress up in drag, which is I guess problematic now. Um, and do the whole number. They're like hey, my sister, Mister. Like the, like that's what oh, I. It was great. This yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Yeah, they they bought them some time. Yeah, but it's true. Like everybody. So the the, the Bing Crosby's character is like. Uh, is a singer. And then the guy guilts him into being like uh, his partner. So he, they, they have like a traveling show and then they Andrew, meet these other people. Andy K, right? Andy K. Th- oh, that the actor. Yes. Right. Isn't yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. he's the uh, civilization from like, you know, we're going back to fallout now, but he does the civilization is the thing for me to see. Bongo, bongo, bongo. I don't want to leave the jungle. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a fallout fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, that's Dan- yeah. Danny K. Danny K. I'm thinking Andrew W. K. That's a different Danny guy. K. Danny K. Yeah. Um, he is great. He is really funny. Yes. Danny K. Yes. Danny, Danny K. K. And the Andrew sisters. Those were the w- women in the, in the thing, I believe, actually. And they they uh, did. Yeah. They they were so great. And then the um, I can't remember the the dancer's name. The, the actress who's the dancer, Vera something. But she is such a good dancer. But it's true. Like everybody just up and becomes like a famous, like traveling sing, singing duo. Like, Oh, let's put together a, we'll put together a routine. We'll, we'll go up and down the coast. And it was like back then, like singing duo was like truck driver. It was like the yeah. most common profession <laughs> in, the, in the United States. What do you do? For was, oh, I mean, you know, like, Oh, it's hard work. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're like everybody else. Every day. <laughs> so, um, maybe I'm talking myself up. Maybe that's my favorite Christmas, uh, Christmas movie, but there's so many good ones. I mean, Elf is a classic. Remy, Elf is like an instant classic. Yes, I'm. I'm not trying to. I mean, yes, I am. I'm trying to sway you into what your <laughs> your next uh, parody might might in consideration. Uh, your your holiday parody, uh, because when you were like uh, saying White Christmas and your favorite crooner, my favorite all time crooner is Ella Domri. And I feel like I, 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 I feel like Ella Domri's 
I feel like Ella Domri's version of White Christmas ah, would be really, ah, really fantastic on the channel. A joke that only only three of us would get. You're in, oh, your love entire it. fan base would be like, soon, what is happening right now? Soon to, soon to be available for the masses. Oh, man. Can you imagine oh, just, just just MTG Remy as Ella Domri as Big Crosby? You need, you need, it's a reach. It's a bit of a reach. You need to get some actual lounge singer to just uh, cosplay as like something... <laughs> Plus, they've got the leaves. They've got the piano. Yeah, yeah. It's, Provide it's them together. the lyrics. Yeah, and, and it, you know, it can it can be like the whole journey is like you're Ella Domri and you're all about forests, but it's the middle of the winter and there are no leaves anywhere and you're sad and it's a story <laughs> of comeuppance. There's <laughs> a journey. There's a journey to be had. Baby, it's cold outside. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's it's yeah. so cold. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil so what's cold. your favorite uh, holiday song, man? <laughs> My favorite holiday song is, uh, uh, okay, I'm, I'm debating between a couple things, but I'm going to say my favorite holiday song is uh, Rollin' Rollin' by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of a Jingle Bell vibe. It's, 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 it's really my favorite, <laughs> my favorite one. <laughs> You know, Santa Claus and there's, was there's coming, a connection. In town and he's just there's rolling, a connection to Christmas, Christmas there because they also did that uh, George Michael song, and George Michael's was in Wham last Christmas. I'm Kevin Baconing this thing; it's going to work. So, <laughs> and I'm I'm really happy that you saw the thread there because yeah. the other song that I was considering, other than Limp Biscuit, was "Wake Me Up" in parentheses before you go go by Wham. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that is also a classic uh, holiday song that I really enjoy every year. <laughs> uh, I like that one. I like that one. That one actually gets better year by year, I think. Yeah. The Wham, the Wham one. So I I discovered that song. I was because I was in uh I was in eleventh grade, and we had heard the song before. It's not like it was an unknown thing, but me and my close friend did not know what the song was. We had just heard it in like Zoolander and you know <laughs> a bunch of other you know very popular holiday movies. And I remember I had an English teacher who is on the level. And during uh, like the study hours of a class, we said, we asked him, we were like, hey, this might be out of left field, but do you know the song where we go, wake me up before you go, go, ba, ba, ba. and he was like, gentlemen, I want you to take a seat. And we did. And then Wait, he were, came did, with us. Did George Michaels teach you English? He <laughs> came with us to it. So as we sat down, he sat down on like the on my friend's desk. As cool teachers as though do. he was about to give us like a pep talk, like a powwow. And he was like, gentlemen, that song is called Wake Me Up in parentheses before you go go by Wham. And then he went back to the front of the room. <laughs> Like, it was it was the strangest interaction I ever had with a teacher, and I will never forget it. And it's the How only thing that I ever. Oh my gosh! Because it was the whole thing. Like like he said it. Like we thought we he was like going to scold us for like being disruptive because like we weren't <laughs> focused on the work. We were. It was a total non sequitur that we asked him this question. But he came back. He took it way too seriously, more serious than we were taking it. And I will never forget that moment. The, the great teachers never, and, are and, the and, ones that leave an impression, right? Yeah, <laughs> and you can understand why it's why it's my second favorite holiday song behind Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, I think for me it's uh, it's Christmas Christmas by Mojo Nixon, uh, off of the Punk Christmas uh, uh, like soundtrack thing, whatever compilation. Um, Bless you. So thank you. Uh, 
so it's base. It's just Louie Louie, but instead of saying instead of doing Louie Louie, he says Christmas Christmas. So he's like Christmas Christmas. Oh yeah, I gotta go to shopping malls. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and then it like it devolves into this weird thing where he it's like Mojo Nixon and your mom are in a women's prison and he's like he's like attracted to your mom and then like and then he just like goes back into Christmas Christmas and you're like what just happened like what's what is going on <laughs> gentlemen I would like to just acknowledge that i feel like we've gone entirely off the oh, rails way off but the with, rails. That, with, with, with that said <laughs> remy I'm not, I'm not trying to necessarily steer you towards what your next parody is going to be <laughs> yeah. uh but, but but have you have you considered uh getting in your best lou bega garb and doing magic number five oh my. Uh, and then it's just your and then it's just your favorite cards oh my gosh uh, that is so we did not plan this uh, this is not planned. I'm just, I'm just throwing this, ideas out. We're ideas, guys. Is this we're the just, collab? Like, or are we doing just, this for the collab? The next video is a parody of Mambo, Mambo Number no. Five. Oh, look, I am not joking. It, you've already got it. Ready. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, like, wait. You already have it done. Uh, it's not filmed. But you have it like written out. Yes. It's fruitcake elemental in there. No, I wish. I wish. <laughs> okay. If I could go back, if I could turn <laughs> back time, if you could turn back time. It is. It's a silly one. Awesome. It's well, a silly one. Watching wow. this after that wow. comes out, there'll be a link somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. What, what an exclusive. I don't. Yeah, I don't like to. I don't like to reveal uh, the things before before time. But that 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 question was so uncanny. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's truly the holiday season, and who must amongst what us doesn't love our favorite. Our favorite Christmas song, Mambo Number no. Five. Look, if you were waiting for for somebody to deliver a miracle, wouldn't it be Phil Blackman? Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 Um, I think, uh, I think with with that said, uh, you know, we could do we could do this for another three hours, but I think I think this is a good place to cut it. Um, Remy, what a I, what a cliffhanger! As, what a, ma- magic Number Five coming to town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Um, Remy, it's it's a pleasure to have you. Uh. We, I always say this. It never happens. We got to do this more often, at least twice a year, maybe for the 4th of July or something like that. But uh, it, it's, it's, all, it's always great to, uh, to get in touch and, uh, you know, just hang, hang out with you for a little bit before Christmas. Oh, I look forward to it. it, it it's always a blast. And I, I, I love the show. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll catch up here in person. Yes. Uh, in, in this winter. Yeah, and w- somewhere along the way, we're going to stumble into what Zach's commander is going to be in the Grand Calcutron versus Ooh. Fruitcake Elemental. Uh, EDH we need game. to film this. What, yeah, what, really whatever happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this needs gonna, to this needs yeah. to be filmed. I'll set it up. Captured yeah. on film. If film can capture it, truly, <laughs> it might be too big. It might be it might too be, big of a. I'm it's worried. Like, it, it's like you know that's what they thought about Lord of the Rings, but they did it. You know, it's going to be you know people. It's going to be you know Command Zone Live will open for us. And then we'll get up there and, you know, we'll, we, we'll play, we'll play. This might be like, a, like a, to, to Zach's point, this might be a Lord of the Rings thing though. We might, might need to rope off some portion of like New yeah. Zealand to yeah. fully contain what is happening. The blast <laughs> zone, the blast zone. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, uh, again, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you, man. And, uh, Hey, happy holidays to everybody out there. And, um, yeah, uh, enjoy yourselves, be safe, and uh, that that's it. Have a good one. For the gift that keeps on giving all year round, 
join our Patreon at patreon.com slash eternaldirtles. And hey, check out this playlist we got up here with all of our interviews over the last couple of years. Some great people from the Legacy community, some really great guests.